0: Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. Boom, we are live. Uh, Welcome, John. Everyone, welcome to What the Block. Welcome to the show. Uh, As you know, every week we bring an awesome new founder from a great blockchain company, um, on and I uh, ask them questions and all that. Um, the first order of business before I get to John and how awesome he is. If you are online on uh, Twitter or Facebook or any other places, um, you know, make sure you subscribe on YouTube, make sure you join the LA blockchain summit, LinkedIn, because those are two places where I can guarantee, and I'm sure that your comments can show up and come on the screen and join the community in, in those settings. Um, uh, John, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? Hi, Lon. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen you
1: face to face, my friend. It's been too long. Thank you, COVID nineteen.
0: Yes, it's uh, thro- going going behind the curtain. John lives near me. We've been friends now uh, for for years in the local startup community, working out of the same office a lot of the time, and we're we're both. Uh, early morning, grab breakfast together once every couple of weeks, people, and then COVID hit and I haven't seen John in person in about a year, which is a major, major bummer. Um, it's a year? Oh, geez. Think about yes. this. So we, two, three weeks into quarantine, we started blockchain and booze, the Tuesday night events. Yeah. We're, yeah. At, we're like past number 45 or something like that. We're almost a full year of blockchain and booze. thinking we're going to do it two, three weeks and you know, whatever. But the flip side, like if we're trying to look at the silver lining, the bright side, there's an incredible community that's come because of blockchain and booze and because of these, these regular events we do because we're consistent. And, you know, we've met a lot of amazing engineers, a lot of people. Um, Actually, I'll use this as an excuse to throw this screen up. We do blockchain and booze every Tuesday night. I do this every Friday morning. We have LA Blockchain Summit, our big event at the end of the year, um, with global DeFi Summit coming in June. And our next full day event will be the Security Token Summit. Um, That's going to be March 25th. But go to drapergoranholm.com and that's where all the info is. Um, I'm just throwing all the plugs, pretending like this is like a a legit real show. I like it. So, John. Yes. I know you for for a long time now, but but tell tell the audience uh, a little bit about your background, then we'll jump into gifts.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, many, 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 many moons ago, um, I was an executive at Paramount Pictures in the marketing department. I actually started as a temp there and worked my way up within a year because I knew more about this new thing called the internet that was starting up um and uh I think our, I was in charge of the website division uh initially and uh, our first website was Braveheart and the second one was Mission Impossible and that was in 1997 And that was the first time that we could actually build a website to get the domain. We had the domain. We called a URL back then uh, onto our onto our TV spots. And so it was a big battle inside of the marketing department saying, uh, why are we putting the domain onto a TV spot? Why am I marketing my marketing? I don't understand it. They didn't get it. so thanks to Tom Cruise we because it cost $50,000 to drop the dead card which is the credits on that TV spot missionimpossible.com was the end of that commercial the first commercial and we blew up our our servers crashed it was insane Uh, I remember going back to the first time I went in uh, after our first spot, which was for Mission Impossible, and I had printed out all of the logs, so all of the visits from around the world. It was a 15-second spot on some playoff game in 1997, and I walked into the Zucker boardroom with 50 people, and I had printed out this big stack of of, uh, log files, and I dropped them on the table in front of 50 people, and I said, I can tell you where the people came from, how long they stayed on the website and what we can do with this data. And they all looked at me and I think the president of marketing uh, at that time said to me, can we predict the opening weekends using this data? And I said, I think so. And all of a sudden I went from web boy to becoming which is what nancy one of the execs there called me uh to being like in charge of this new digital department and from there we took off we did uh titanic we did mission impossible we did uh, star trek and uh, after I left Paramount, um, you know, I got to a point where they just said, make it shiny. It, it, they were just, they didn't understand the data back then. In fact, the big thing was CD-ROM magazines. I don't know if you even remember, it was, you know, I saw it as an archival medium. I, and, and they said, no, this is the future, CD-ROM. Um, that's how far back it goes. Uh, but- from there, I left and started a research company uh, called Tespin, which kind of morphed into a worldwide panel. And what we did is we uh, we had online surveys. We were one of the first companies to do online surveys. And this was prior to it becoming spam. It got co-opted by the spam world. And uh, we had real data. We worked with companies like HP and uh, Microsoft. And, uh, uh, you know, from there, I I semi-retired. I, I, we had an exit and did pretty well. I semi-retired and then I started to... I was working at home and I thought I got to get out again. I, I, I couldn't take it now. Now look at me. I'm back here again. <laughs> I couldn't take it. And that's when I went to Hub 101 alone was when, uh, you know, through Mike Vanessa's a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, who's also in the Tech Coast Angels group. And I was investing and I was, you know, participating in that. And I and I loved back then uh, uh, Bitcoin. I, I got into Bitcoin, as you know, really, really early and uh was a genius you know to most people because i bought it thirty dollars and i sold well it went up to 1200 i think it was in 2013 and then fell to 400 and i sold and i i made 10x on my money uh yeah i didn't sell it all but i sold the majority of it and as you know i'm kicking myself now (laughs) anyway so uh, from there i i uh when i got back to the uh, hub 101 which is the entrepreneurial center that we both we're working at, yeah. um, I, I thought, you know, let me carve out this piece of our survey uh, company, which was the incentives piece, where we were actually, we had created this massive infrastructure to distribute uh, incentives. So it was digital money. We were sending money to people and they were cashing out and we we're using PayPal and Amazon gift ca- cards or codes. And um, I started to build this and and I thought, you know what, let me take my understanding of blockchain and try to integrate this with the rewards world and kind of solve some of the problems that I can't stand, which I lost 2 million points at Visa, my, a commercial card. I lost two. I had been saving it, it was like $10,000 worth of value and they closed it and I didn't have it anymore. And they said, too bad, it's, that's part of the contract. And I thought, you know, this is ridiculous. Branded value should be treated the same as cash because that's, it can buy you the same thing. So we, I decided to create a company called GIFTS, uh, G-I-F-T-Z. And uh, it's kind of, at this point, morphed into a, uh, an app that's like Coinbase for points, miles, and gift cards, which is is you know, branded value. Uh, we've um, partnered with a number of companies. We're really kind of growing right now. We finally finished our MVP and we're ready to launch. And uh, we are now in the fundraising phase. It's not a solicitation for fund- funding. I'm just saying that that's the phase we're in right now. And I'm very excited to get this out to the public. It's gonna be so cool. The app is just way
0: cool. That, that's awesome. So so um, uh, yeah, there's, you, you went through it all, but the, so now like, you're let, let's, let's go back a few steps in, in, in talking about your your the, the background really quick, just because there was a few things that I thought was was kind of that were pretty epic. One was the fact that um, thinking about there, there's two, two re- insane things. One was, I guess, that was the first time that a URL for a movie, <laughs> I'm going back to <laughs> what you're talking about before uh, a URL for a movie showed up in a commercial. Right, so that's, that's that's just epic and kind of, and kind of cool. Uh, well, very cool. And then the the second that was just a, a random thought, but the second part is that for them to change the commercial or add the URL that screen it had to cost them $50,000, which in oh. this day and age, where everyone's doing everything digitally just sounds n- insanity.
1: I know, Tom Cruise paid for that, alone. He said, I'll take care of it. He told me, he goes, I don't care this, he saw the future of the internet where they didn't. So uh, of course they never made him pay for it, but he offered.
0: Yeah, well, what's, it's, it's also just funny to think that that was going on uh, back then. And that's not that long ago, right? Like, that's not that long ago. In the, in, in, in the scheme of everything. And then cut to today where we're streaming through a third party service provider from home onto five, six, seven networks at once, uh, different online networks where the people watching live can comment and participate. And we're both just doing it from our home internet connection. Like it, it's just wild how fast that goes. And I can I even remember, like, I worked at, at IMDB a few years ago, that my my job before I quit to do my own company. And back then, this is not even 10 years ago, um, you still couldn't upload a full movie to the internet from a normal person's internet connection. Proprietary software had to be built so that if the connection dropped in the middle of an upload, you, it didn't fail and you have to start over. And back then, filmmakers and artists and people thought it was the stupidest idea in the world to put a whole film onto the internet because when you watched it in your browser the quality wasn't good enough these they're artists like why would you have adult industry. The, the adult movie. industry <laughs> they, they they
1: got involved the adult industry uh, actually created movies back then that were frames they essentially took a, a movie and they created all these gifts and they would they would just show you gifts after gifts I don't know if you remember that that was the uh not that I know anything about that industry that I was there in the beginning. So yeah. anyway,
0: I'm sorry, go ahead. It's it's yeah, it's just crazy how fast that moves. And then you're you being early in Bitcoin, right? It's it's a similar similar thing. You were in from an investment standpoint, you were a genius by 10xing in that period of time, but now we're all looking at it. So so my question to you before we go back and actually talk about the company and stuff like that is from an early Bitcoin person who's been in and out of it and then back into it, the um, you know what? Uh, how how do you feel today? So so do you think that people who uh, sold today will go a few years from now and feel like huge idiots the way that you might feel about yourself? <laughs> Thanks, a lot, uh, I do feel yes. about yourself. I didn't call you on. I think you're a here's
1: here's the problem. Uh, hindsight always makes you feel like an idiot. So I mean, I should have played the lottery numbers that came out. So uh, yeah. what was I thinking? Um, yeah, I I'm I was an early adopter, fortunately or unfortunately, an early adopter, and uh, you know, I was always in front of emerging tech just because I I craved it. It's it's like a, a you know a passion of mine to see what's the newest, coolest things. You know, even CES and all that stuff. So. Um, for me, I was early and, and you can be too early. I was too early with Bitcoin. When I walked in and actually was pitching uh, my idea to people, they thought I was trying to sell them the dark web. They, they were kicking yeah. me out. I mean, literally, VCs were saying, what are you what are you thinking? And, uh, you know, it took about three to five years until they started calling me back and i looked like a genius meanwhile you know i had to settle for things and you know we have a base coin it's called a coin in our in our program and i had to use it as points strictly points you know initially and and uh uh, you know i wasn't able to build the, the blockchain and now it's a commodity so at this point right now it's so easy for us to jump in and we are consumer facing i you know that's the brass ring at this point is consumer adoption and i don't There's nothing other than maybe Coinbase where it's, you know, gone into um, uh, the families. I want to be able to create a product that, and it doesn't matter if it's on blockchain. Who cares if it's on blockchain? You just want to be able to have your value and you want to be able to prevent uh, fraud and theft of your, I mean, points. Miles and believe it or not, uh, there is a rampant theft in the points in Miles world and gift cards are are constantly attacked by hackers and people who have, you know, are stealing uh, um, credit cards. In fact, I got a, a charge back today from someone who, you know, hacked. Uh, uh, somebody's number and, and put it in. And I'm responsible for that. And this has got to stop, you know, the antiquated FinTech world of of chargebacks. And, and uh, you know, I, I want to be able to to have someone purchase a gift card and that gift card actually is tracked from the beginning to the end. I know exactly where it is. I send it to you, it goes to your wallet. And then when you have that, you can spend it. It's It's still branded currency, you know, whether it's a Bitcoin or a Walmart, token you know it, it it needs to happen and and i know that there are, are, are patents that are and i think visa has a patent now and there's a couple of patents that microsoft has and they're starting to get into it but we want to be that central place i mean it's such a pain in the ass you have you have you know you know 13 dollars of the points over here 20 dollars of points over there and before they wanted to silo those points and miles inside of that ecosystem because it was super important that you that you became loyal but now loyalty is about giving some freedom and flexibility to the customer and you're seeing miles to mags as one of the magazines as one of the programs you're seeing um, programs that allow you to kind of uh, have flexible redemption of rewards and that's number one that's because customers demand it 94 percent of people want to be able to trade their points and miles between programs but the other piece of it is in I think 2018 2019, uh, the gap, the general accounting principles uh, laws came into play, where they said you can. There's a revenue recognition. Can, it, revenue can only be recognized once the points are actually redeemed. Where before you could take the breakage and kind of average out what your costs were, and you and you could uh, take a profit from it. Now you can't. You must wait. So yeah, it's a balance sheet problem and it's a cash issue, it's being pushed, but they're now more flexible. So we wanna be the company in the middle of this where you can keep all of your points, miles, gift card value
0: and cryptocurrency in one place. So uh, somebody just asked this in the chat, they're talking specifically about your platform. So can you give the branded value to others? Like if I have a target gift card, can I send it to somebody else? um through through the platform absolutely and that's one of our
1: that's one of the fun things to do you know yeah. if I, my goal is to be able to in fact uh you know we're talking to a gold com- a company that's got uh, tokenized gold uh it's actually gold currency um and we're we're talking to them about actually backing all of our points and miles in gold so you could come off to gold and go back onto another card um, so, But the answer to that question is yes, absolutely. In fact, it's the fun thing. You send it. It goes through email. Someone opens it up there. You have to collect it in the app, though. It's not like a, a typical gift card where you can send it via the email because that's kind of lost outside of the ecosystem. You have to link back into the app and you have to sign in and you have to uh, receive that uh, uh, tokenized gift card. So it it doesn't even have to be a gift card. It could be in the case of like uh, movies, uh, the theaters, uh, you know, and they've been closed. They're struggling right now, the movie theaters. A lot of them have tokenized or they have created QR codes for their tickets. So Mm -hmm. if you create a ticket, Uh, You know, that's a barcode. I can tokenize that and I can send it to you. Now you have it and just, you know, use your, your barcode token, uh, you know, at point of sale at the movie theater. Anyway, yes. The answer to that question, a long answer is yes, you can send.
0: Well, I was, I was going to make a bad joke about the gold, uh, the gold uh, thing that you mentioned. And I was going to say, you know, have you heard of this thing called Bitcoin? It's kind of like digital gold. would be fun to be able to do it with that, um, <laughs> but um, go, let's let's go back to the high level, you know, of, of the platforms. I think it it makes a lot of sense to have this place to transfer and and transact and exchange the value of these different um, these different reward systems, right? But right. you know, like I think that there is also benefits beyond just the the holding and. Um, and, uh, you know, like the, the transfer, right? There's, there's sort of value that can be created and value that people, you know, are getting now that, that are only savvy enough to, to understand how to do it, right?
1: Well, we want to get past the speculation. I mean, it's fun, you know, but there's a lot of risk involved um, with that. And what we want to do is have stable, a stable area where you can actually use this as value point of sale. Um, so we're looking, that's why we're looking at gold is because it's not as volatile, obviously, as Bitcoin. So uh, I know merchants are going to want to have some so- sort of level value to their points. They, they don't want their points to be worth a uh, dollar uh, in their ecosystem when they issue it and a hundred dollars when they come back. You know, we want that. Uh, we want that at price action to happen for the consumer off their uh, ecosystem. Now they can go back and use the
0: value inside their ecosystem, but the the merchant still gets $100. And there's some value, though, too, because merchants like the people who need business to come in, because I know that on your system right now, when I go to the website, I can buy a gift card at a discount, right? And I can receive some loyalty points and things like that. So even if I buy a, I'm, I'm using a Ram, a Lowe's gift card or something like that, for $100 or for $95 i get a $100 gift card or for $100 i get a $105 gift card whatever that is right there is there's sort of they they and they you know want people to buy their gift cards because they want to drive business and then when you exchange the gift cards or if i have a a target gift card and it's worth $50 but i want a lowes gift card i may be able to take a $50 gift card and get more value in Lowe's or or earn some kind of, there's like a spread, there's an incentive to participate here, not just for, you know, you have a gift card sitting in a drawer, but you can also get more value uh, potentially
1: for participating. Right? I, so let me separate the two products that we have right now, actually three. Uh, Gifts is the app. That's our MVP. That's what we're releasing uh, in the coming months. Uh, we had rolled out for COVID-19 something called gift, Code relief, giftcoderelief.com. And giftcoderelief.com took those spreads that you're talking about that the merchants were willing to give to us or aggregators. There are credit card, I'm sorry, gift card aggregators out there. We have a relationship with Blackhawk Network. And those cards, um, we were there sharing that spread with them. And that's, you know, that's like a catalog though. And our goal is eventually in the gifts app is to have a secondary market where you may buy that gift card and send it to somebody, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. And they don't want it. They want something else. They can then sell it for a deeper discount. So in that secondary market, the the catalog market is a very small spread. And then the secondary market, there's going to be a bigger spread peer-to-peer bigger spreads and so what we want to do is to be able to even uh, uh you know transact uh, uh with those take that and then apply that spread and give people a deeper discount on the secondary market um the third product we have besides gifts and then gift code relief is give back heroes and i did want to mention that before we get off is that give back give back heroes is um it's a It's a uh, nonprofit uh, that allows for people to um, send gift aid like gift aid packages in the form of gift cards to first responders, frontline workers and those in need. those in need. It's, a, it's like a, an apolitical socioeconomic recovery uh, initiative that we're working with uh, companies. Uh, along with their social corporate responsibility programs, and with you, if you want to kind of talk a little bit about the program you guys did, which was great and just ended, uh, um, uh, and uh, we're we're looking for people to donate uh, at GiveBackHeroes.org. Heroes is H-E-R-O-E-S. In case most people are spelling it H-E-R-O-S, um, uh, but anyway, that's yeah. that's the, those are the three different things that we're we're working on right now, and excited mostly about gifts the app.
0: Awesome. And I know that on gifts.com, there's links to all of it. gifts, uh, like spelled like underneath john's name, uh, GIFTZ. So yeah, we did. um, After the last LA blockchain summit, we did a cool NFT charity campaign and raised I think somewhere around seven or $8,000 for for give back heroes and, um, and you know, that that initiative. Um, So uh, uh, yeah, yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, give back here is a great idea. I think the opportunity for charitable donation blockchain is underrated. I totally agree. I think I that there's also this element of magic internet money and some of us having earned ETH or earned uni and earned these token, all these things. Then you go on the open you go on the Rarebull, you go on to these places and buy NFTs and you buy them for a price you probably wouldn't have bought something for if you had to go into your, you know, Bank of America or Wells Fargo, uh, normal bank account and buy an NFT or a digital digital asset with because it's already in that ecosystem and you're comfortable with it. And it's a bit of it's not found has real value because you could put it into dollars right back in your account and buy something or use it to buy something through a bunch of different services. But there is this uh, that feeling and if we're willing to spend hundreds of dollars or 1000s of dollars on NFTs, like some people are, you know, you should also be giving back um, with with that same crypto. So um, I, I I love it. And so, John, um, we are running out of time, but uh, before before we go, any last plugs or anything like that? I know I've got a couple of these things to throw on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess I want to leave with the
1: Give Back Heroes program, and I'm I'm asking people to donate to that. We're we're partnering with uh, Krista Kleiner, who is an actress model. Uh, and host uh, who uh, will be uh, filming the uh, actual physical giving back to uh, frontline workers, uh, especially her interest is the One Heart Movement, and, uh, and a part of what we're doing is going to be for, um, for Valentine's Day. So you can just go to givebackheroes.org, click on Donate, and it goes through our fiscal sponsor, the Soteria Institute, and you can write that off. It's tax deductible
0: that's that's awesome thank you john thank you for everything that you do uh congrats on what's happening with gifts and thank you for doing gift back heroes everybody else i'm gonna throw the graphic one more time on the screen remember we've got a crap load of events coming so make sure you participate they are all free they will always be free um so please uh please join us um, Tuesday nights blockchain and booze and I'm doing this thing every Friday and subscribe everywhere because then you'll just get the notifications and uh, I won't have to post it 18,000 times on Twitter and annoy you and fill up the feed. So thank you everyone for joining us. Oh, by the way, um, I didn't create a graphic for it but it's also as a podcast everywhere. So make sure you subscribe, do all that stuff. Oh, John vanished and so I'm in this weird mode. Look, I'm John Paukos subscribe to the podcast. Thousands of people have been listening to it there as well. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye-bye. This has been a production of Industry Pods in association with Evergreen Podcasts Network. Hear this and other Industry Pods at evergreenpodcasts.com, your favorite podcast app, or listen at industrypods.com for your number one virtual conference podcast experience.